It's time for the word, and it's my very, very, very favorite part of this service. Amen. If you have been following in us week after week, you would realize that we have been so blessed by the messages our Father has been preaching. He's been feeding us with very, very, very good food. And if you are here for the first time at the Word Encounter Online, I want to assure you that you are in for a very, very, very good time. And you'll be blessed by the great wisdom that we are going to receive this morning. And so standing to your feet in your homes with Jesus' joy in your heart, put your hands together and let's welcome our pastor and our father, Bishop Patrick Bruce. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What a blessing to be here on another Sunday morning. You didn't say hallelujah. Hallelujah. You must translate everything into the tree. So I'm very happy to be here this Sunday morning. And I believe that God is going to be with us to spend time with us. And today is going to be a special Sunday. As we have our normal service, uh, somewhere thinking that we'll be meeting in our hall. Not exactly yet. We are still we are still doing our online flow services. But we'll have everything here like before. And we'll have communion right after the service. So you've got to be ready wherever you are with your communion elements. And I believe that today God is going to speak to us in a special, special way. You know, last week and last two weeks, I was talking about the determinants but the church is for us so we are changing our subject this week to start a new subject which I believe will also be a great blessing to you and will even lead us to greater glory that is why I think that what I'm about to preach now is a good subject I'll be telling you very soon what it is let us bow our heads and pray Father thank you so very very much for every occasion every opportunity that we have to gather Lord, we can gather in any form, any met, any means, and we are here, Lord, in the spirit and online. And whatever it means, you are with us still. Thank you so very much that, Lord, your presence is, is so tangible, your presence is so real, and your presence is so fantastic for us who believe in it. Bless us, bless us, bless us as we uh, uh, fellowship in Jesus name amen amen well this this morning we are starting a new subject it's a book by our um, daddy those who accuse you we are going into loyalty as for loyalty, it's a beautiful subject. Because it is what we need most to function in any group where God sets us. If you are alone, no employee, no house girl, no wife, 
no brother and sister no father and mother i don't know how and you are alone you don't need loyalty that one there you don't need loyalty because you are alone but if even one person joins you suddenly you will find that loyalty becomes very important and many people um, they don't even analyze their interactions with their people around them. But this morning, we are trying to enter into the subject of accusations. Those who accuse you. Yes. Hey. Yeah, how, how come I didn't understand it like that before? <laughs> Anyway, I think I've had a different something in mind. Anyway, those who accuse you, you know, um, ask any government, ask any person when you have a major something, you never bring it first. That's why you will find ordinary weapons, knives, and guns are lying around. But, but the very dangerous weapons, nuclear weapons, and those things, they are hidden underground. So the light weapons are the ones that are sent first and the dangerous ones come last if you watch any proper Chinese film the first people who come oh you can beat them easily all the boys who come the first round one blow they fall down one blow they fall down then at the end the killer comes and he is always the last man and it is until he is dead that the film is over what am I saying that our most powerful dangerous assets and weapons are always kept for last and I want you to keep this in mind as I show you how Satan has worked consistently against our Christ. You see, the devil has many weapons at his disposal. He's a liar. He's a thief. He's a deceiver. He's a murderer. He's an accuser. He's a juju man also. Yeah, so it's all those things. So let us see how he deploys his weapons against us. You see, when Satan came against Jesus, the first weapon that he used against him was lies and temptation. Luke chapter 4. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Being 40 days tempted of the devil. That was his first, I mean, he had just been baptized by John at the Jordan. So his first encounter with Satan came as a temptation. Many people, that is their first test they meet as Christians. Temptations. Many different kinds of temptations are thrown our way. And Jesus just 
easily dispatched Satan with all those temptations. If you remember watching the Matrix, when uh, uh, Neo found his power, he was so casual, just fighting against the people. When Jesus was fighting Satan against temptation, he just blocked, blocked, blocked the temptations. It was easy. He, he dismissed all the temptations. I don't think uh, uh, it was a major battle for him. He had, he had, he had hungered for 40 days. And when Satan came, he answered each one with the word. Verse 14. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. It didn't work. So Satan came back again Satan with another weapon as a murderer. As a murderer. Luke chapter 4. Verse 28. And all they in the synagogue, when they heard these, were filled with wrath. They were angry and they rose up and thrust him out of the city and led him onto the brow of the hill whereon the city was built that they might cast him down headlong. I've been to this particular place. And, and it's true, it's on a high hill. And if you are thrown down, I don't think you will survive. And that was the plan of the people to kill him. That was what the devil had done to mobilize a crowd to come and kill Jesus. The Bible says he just walked through their midst and went his way. Satan tried to kill him. But it didn't work. Then he tried again. Chapter 8. Verse 23. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water and were in jeopardy they were, they were in danger you see people often forget this part the disciples were afraid they said save master we perish these are fishermen who have who have been on the sea before so they know a serious storm and a small storm and this storm they said that hey we may die they were in jeopardy they were in danger and they were all in the same boat so Jesus also was in jeopardy and they came to him and woke him saying master master we perish then he rose arose you see it shows you that Jesus was a man he was asleep and they woke him up then he arose and he rebuked the wind and the raging of the water the same way he spoke to Lazarus come forth the same way he spoke to Peter come so he could walk on water he he just spoke all this attempt on my life will cease now and there was a calm and Satan saw that this one too 
is not working. Wow. So Satan had tried to kill Jesus by lies, by temptation, by staring the crowd, by attempted murder. All didn't work. And Satan could see that Jesus was becoming more powerful, more popular, and his word was going out further and further. So, last card. His last card. His most powerful weapon. You see, many think that witchcraft is his most powerful weapon. If witchcraft was powerful by now, every pastor is dead. Because they have done us, cast us, looked at us, and thrown things, eggs at us for many years, but we are still here. If witchcraft was powerful, all the witches would be rich by now. But I know many people who are accused of witchcraft and they are very poor. It's not the most powerful thing. This morning, you are going to learn something. Accusation. Luke 23. This is, this is the beginning of the last week of Jesus' life. It began at the um, Palm Sunday, entering Jerusalem. Cleansed the temple and they became more angry. And they said, How can we kill this man? And that's when Satan came and said, I have one more weapon. Luke 23. And the whole multitude of them arose and led him unto Pilate. And they began to accuse him. That was the beginning. Accusation upon accusation. Just accusing him. You have said that you bring down the temple and build it again. You have said you are king. You have said you are Caesar. This fellow perverting the nation. Forbidding to give tribute to Caesar. And saying that he himself is a king. Accusations. And Pilate examined him. Then he sent him to Herod. And then after Herod to then all the people went with Jesus to Herod again. And then they came back again. Verse 13. The same chapter 23. Then Pilate called the leading priest and other religious leaders together. I'm reading from the New Living Translation now. And he announced his verdict. You brought this man to me accusing him of leading a revolt. I have examined him thoroughly on this point in your presence and find him Innocent. Herod came to the same conclusion and sent him back to us. Nothing this man has done calls for the death penalty. That's accusation. And you see, many accusations are not true. I will explain during this season. 
But they just said, You are this, you are this, you are this. Accusations. Now, um, somebody will ask me, Is it so important? Accusations. Is it so important? Yes. Yes. This is how they got Jesus. This is how they were able to get the hold of Jesus who had 12 people and many other followers how they were able to bring him an innocent man and bring him a, a, a guilty before many people just think accusation is just like some small lies that we are just saying you are you are like this Oh, you are you you are you like money. Oh, you are going to America. You are going to you like this girl. They think that it's just a few words we say. But accuser is the title of Satan. Revelations. Chapter twelve. Verse 9. And the great dragon was cast down. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, and Satan which deceives the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and the angels were cast out with him just for us to be clear who was cast out and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. The accuser. The old serpent. The devil. Satan. Satan. He was the one cast down. And he was called the accuser of our brethren or the accuser in the midst of the brethren which accused them before our God day and night what, what are we saying that there is there are people amongst us who are playing the role of a devil who comes among us to accuse you know one of the greatest mistakes that we make is that when we are together as Christians sometimes we lose God then we embrace everything that's why sometimes Satan can enter into the house to cause confusion Job 1 verse 6 now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also <laughs> among them <laughs> <laughs> even before the third of God even before God himself has gathered his children to talk to them and one accuser managed to join the crowd and came in at the back but God saw him hey who are you who are you what are you doing here first thing look at Job look at him that's why he's not 
straight away he was accusing Job of serving God because of money and blessings. I mean, straight away accusation against a brother or a sister. That is that is accusations. Amen. Amen. And and it is one of the deadliest tools that Satan has against the church. And and this these few days we are going to be going through this book, the accusers, the hidden laws of of accusation, the aims of the accuser, and the employees of the accuser. But this morning, I want to make two points. I want to show that accusation, which many of us think is nothing, is a very deadly weapon of Satan, and therefore you must never be. Uh, 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 in this accusation business mm. I don't know what sin I can say go and sin but don't do accusation mm. there are some sins that are unto death and there are some sins that are not so serious I, I can't describe the two but this one accusations do not join yourself to this amen amen do not become an accuser at all in the same way that we think that lies are not a very serious sin let me tell you something if you must employ somebody around you one is a fornicator the other is a liar look I will advise you take the fornicator I'm telling you do not let a liar come into your house or into your life a liar will spoil friends a liar will bring confusion a liar will just spoil any relationship with his lies a fornicator will only get pregnant one girl pregnant that's all beat her and beat the boy and finish that's all one girl will born one child but a liar will separate friends a liar will make a good boy look bad a liar will make somebody who is going up suddenly lose his job or lose his position or lose what he has and when somebody is telling lies about you after a while you will become bitter at the unjustest what is happening I mean this is not fair you know it's not fair you know they are lies and they are saying their thing you become bitter the, the work of a liar among people oh, it's so bad fornication only one girl is pregnant with one baby, maybe twins, but <laughs> one girl is pregnant. We just shout, Hey, hey, what have you done? What have you done? And then, when she has finished burning, bring the baby, then we'll take care of all of you, and it's okay. So, Jermaine, they can say, I call back, I call swam, you know, then tough for whom we are on family fee, a special crown. The baby may even become a Solomon. Even part. Fornication. Look, don't go fornicate. <laughs> I'm warning you. Don't go say that I have a chance. 
Nice girl, when you become pregnant, now who marry you? It has its also its, its problems also. So, so I, I'm not saying that fornication is good. No, no, no. But a liar is far worse. So they can say you jump for two or true for one. Yes, or true for the end of your And that's why I, I'm I'm not surprised at all. Our daddy he curses liars. No liar should be around him. Listen to me. I'm going to peace and Papa. Oh, you're true for now, Ben. Oh, Ben, do me. Yes, and I, I believe in that same thing. No liar should flourish around me. I come and spoil our friendship. No, 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 no. So lies is a very dangerous thing. So it's accusations. So it's accusations. Very deadly. Very dangerous. What, what, what am I saying this morning? You see, many people um, will, would wonder. So, how? What I'm saying? Accusations. Okay, I don't accuse anybody. I have never said you like girls. Have I said you like girls before? I've not said it before. I've never said anything. So, Pastor, the thing you are preaching is not really relevant to us. You know, that's why I came this morning. Today, my whole purpose is to make you understand that you are in danger of being used by the devil as an accuser. And if you don't know, that's why I am here. Psalm 41. Psalm 41. And a verse 9. Yea, my own familiar friend in whom I trusted. Which did eat of my bread has lifted up his heel against me. You see, number one, accusations become very powerful when the person who is accusing is one of us. If somebody is standing far away and is accusing us of we like girls and we like uh, money, oh, there's a taxi driver on Bantama High Street and he's saying that we like girls and we like money. I, I don't care. If, if I'm walking in Bantama High Street, somebody shouts, Hey, the bishop who likes money. Say, oh, I'll be just be sad. So I'll just be sad that she has disgraced me small in town. <laughs> But if a chorister or an usher in the church will come and stand and say that the pastors like girls, that is dangerous. They will believe it. It is when somebody who is in the church, some a member of the church, he is the one whose accusations has great power to hurt and to harm. They say that when the crocodile has sense that there's a snake down there, believe the crocodile because he has gone and come before. So you haven't been there but he goes and comes so when you have been in the church and you are saying these things you are believable 
That is why when Satan was trying to get somebody to catch Jesus, he came and found Judas who was close, close, mm. close by Jesus. Mm. Anybody who is into a group or a part of a group, you are a potential person that Satan will use to spread accusation. And so this morning, my message is be aware of this danger and keep yourself out. Yes, as some I can say, Unipa Oka in the Pekuondi, we will be a bit me up by say, Ona or Tamfu Befomu, and what to two and Crofanunti, why would he fear? They may catch on and say, Me bow, Coco, Sashawi, or Tamfuna Namosafan, every church member, Sasafu Bebiara, never lend yourself to accusations. And Fau Emma and Otto Edumano, every church member, Sasafu Bebiara, never say something is true. When it is not true, because you are destroying a great work of God. Number two, how it is so common amongst us, and how you may be unwittingly used by the devil. Unwittingly is a very good word. And witnessing means you don't even know you are being used by Satan to do this work. You see, I suspect that Judas was used unwittingly. Because when he saw what has happened, he said, Oh, this is not what I have planned. And he took the money back. No, 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 no. We didn't plan to kill the man. That was not the plan. I think he was very, very disturbed at what was happening. So he took the money back. Because if that was his plan, it has worked. Yes, I mean, I wanted to kill Jesus. He's not dead. I'm happy. That wasn't his plan. He thought that they'll come and shake him and scare him and do something small and then release him. When he saw that they had killed him, he, he couldn't handle it himself. This, this is not the plan. And so many believers, they don't think that they don't believe that this is what they are doing. They, 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 don't, they don't think that they are, they are accusers being used by Satan. What do I mean? Many church members they can easily accuse their leaders that they don't care. Mm. Let me say it again. Mm. <laughs> Many church members they can easily accuse their shepherds and their leaders that they don't care. Can they say When somebody says you haven't come to visit me. What's he saying? That's an person. He's saying you don't care. When they say you haven't come to visit me, what he's saying is that you are not caring for me. When a church member says, Look, this church, nobody has come to visit me. What is he saying? He is saying that in this church nobody cares for us. If they care for us, they will visit us. It's an accusation against the leaders of the church. When somebody says, I don't have money, and you're asking me for offering, what is he saying? I 
I don't have money. I've lost my job. They've not paid me for one month. And you're asking me for an offering. What should I do? What is he saying? He see that you don't care. Hey, do you understand? What is the that is the accusation that we are facing daily. That members will say that the pastor doesn't care for them. That is why in this coronavirus days, we don't have our job. You are still asking for offering. If you care for me, you will give me money. Because you don't care. That's why you're asking for money. You are, you are accusing us that we don't care for you. Oh, that's not what I'm saying. That is the implication of your words. I, I told you that people are being used unwittingly. Never be a part of such a conversation. Never. If you see two people are talking these days, they're always asking for money. Hey, you have seen two accusers. Quickly leave them and walk away. Never join a discussion when they are discussing how the pastors don't come or come and ask for money and these days that discussion is an accusation against the pastors that they don't care. Number two, anybody who doesn't give offering has money and doesn't give offering is implying, is accusing the pastors that they misuse the money and they are chopping the money. Merci. When you have money, and somebody is asking you for money, you don't give because you don't agree with the person. And if you are with the person and you want money and I don't agree with what you are going to do with the money that is the only time I will not give my friend money. I don't mean a stranger. I mean a friend. If I have a friend who drinks and he's asking for money, I won't give him because he will do what I don't agree. If I have a friend who is a party boy and he's jamming in town and it's Friday and he wants money, I won't give him because I know where he's going. So when a pastor is asking for offering and you are sitting there and you have money and you don't give you are saying that you don't agree with what he says he's going to do with the money and you are by implication accusing him of misusing the money or not using it properly or not using it for the reason why he's going to use it. And so, listen, I want you, that's why in every occasion, even give one CD I gave that I've put my hand into this work some. Even one city, give it. And so Tina, Arabia, you did you made Arabia a forever person. You say one city in Parma. No one said you made it. No offwaso. I've joined this one. Maybe today you are broke. No problem. But never stand back and say this thing. Why is this money again? Second offering again. Hey, offering fundraising again. Hey, this thing pledges. Hey, just give because if you don't give, you are now accusing us of not using the money properly and so you won't join us 
with your money. And you have joined yourself to the accusers. This morning, I'm telling you something. This is one of the greatest destroyers of people's faith. In telling somebody that uh, I don't trust the pastors in the house. It is one of the greatest destroyers of people who are now new in the church, their faith. Because you are telling them that people don't care for us. Tell it save yourself, take care of yourself. They don't care for us. That's why I'm here this morning. And before we are finished, you will never be an accuser. I didn't hear an amen. Amen. You will never be an accuser. When you see people have come together and they are talking. You pass here. I don't even know what they are saying. But I don't want to try. I, I don't maybe they are discussing Manchester and Liverpool. Or, or MPP NDC. And I say MPP NDC or or, or coronavirus doctor and I say coronavirus. <laughs> yes. And I say be a coronavirus doctor. Maybe they are discussing our shoes. I don't know what they are discussing. But if I see two people have come together and they are talking, and then when you come, then they keep quiet. Hey, I don't want to be there at all. Take your body and run away. And if one person one day ask, make a comment that nobody has come to visit me. Mark him as an accuser maybe he doesn't know what he's doing maybe he's just talking by heart but recognize what you have seen as an accusation you never fall into this trap Amen. I said you will never fall into this trap as we finish we, we study this subject you become a a, a wise Christian worker in this house. And you'll never be taken by surprise by Satan in his attempts to destroy the works of God. Next week, we'll look at the hidden laws of accusation. There are about 10 laws. 10 laws, yes. 10 laws. Yes. Next week, we'll go through the 10 laws. You'll be surprised that accusation is a deadly thing. And we'll never join this room. But this morning, another group you must leave at once are the people going to hell. Another group you must leave at once are the people who don't know where they are going. Ah, you've gone to sit in a trotro. You ask the driver. Or you ask the mate. Mate, where are we going? I don't know. Then you ask the driver, driver, where are we going? I don't know. And you are still inside. And I him. Hey, get down quickly. Get down out of that bus quickly. And so anybody who doesn't know where he's going, today, you must get down and join a bus that will take you to a destination where you will be happy. That place is heaven. Jesus said that, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and will give you rest. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father except by me. The words of Jesus. He that has the Son has life. 
own kwa. He that has not the son the only obano has not life. This morning, I want to offer you Jesus Christ. Life. Light. And the way to the Father. If you know this morning, you're not born again. You're not sure you're born again. You are not sure where you will go if you should die. That alone is enough. Wherever you are, let's pray. You don't know where you go if you die. You don't know what will happen to you. Wherever you are, let's pray. Just place your hand over your heart if you can. It doesn't matter if you can't. Just it's between you and your God. It is a prayer of faith. And just pray after me. Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. Today. Today. I come unto you. I come unto you. Just as I am. Just as I am. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. There are many sins. Many sins, transgressions, transgressions, and iniquities, and iniquities in my life. In my life, forgive me all of these. Forgive me all of these. Let your blood, let your blood that was shed at Calvary, that was shed at Calvary, wash my sins away. Wash my sins away. I pray, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you change my heart. You change my heart and give me a new heart. Give me a new heart as you forgive me. As you forgive. All my sins. All my sins. Prepare a place for me. Prepare a place for me. In heaven. In heaven. By your side. By your side. And write my name. And write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. I confess this morning. I confess this morning. That I'm a sinner. That I'm a sinner. Saved by grace. Saved by grace. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. Washed by the blood of Jesus. Washed by the blood of Jesus. And I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. With a new heart. With a new heart. And a new life. Today, today, I am born again. I am born again. Jesus, Jesus is my Lord. Is my Lord. My master. My master. My savior. My savior. And my best friend. And my best friend. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus. Sending Jesus. Maybe biara ubiya ene anopei. Ebiya yekasa kwa wiyam kresha show unimbebiya uwa ubeko ene mikamfu Yesu amau fansa etu akuma sobe tumia. Abosa Empire will be a dimechi. Kase Erade Ene Anopei Me Baunche Senye Missiti Bera. My Boni Bibribe, a Mumuyo Ebibribe, a Mrato Ebibribe, Ene Anopei, a Sosa Ude Umuja Deshino, a Mujana Ushigu or Carvey be personal, Fasa a Mujano, El Romi Boninina, Ene Ede. Sosa Ubetro Midi, our Enqua Emmon, the Pimo Eka, Sa Uni Yesu, Unyankopon Ebano, and Nemi Fausa Mikrajinqua, Eradi Buame, Nami to me and Sumo, and a Missre, Semi Dean, a BP our Enquangum, a free Nerico, my Abodia Fufro, a Dawase, Swami Akuma Fufro, a Dawase. So I pay my money in Nara. My dowasi. So I am in the pafufu. I ride the metro. So the world don't be dumb. I meet me asumu. I go across the way. Dowasi won't quench your case. I will abrave me. I will Jesus Christ to dim. Ena me bumpai. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you so very, very much for this great salvation that we will not neglect. Thank you for the great grace that has found us and has kept us. And this morning it finds others also. Keep my brother, my sister who prayed this prayer. Keep them, oh God. And let them also walk into this new life that we have. Thank you so very, very much. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.